that's the one I would focus on really for me is I would tell myself to stop worrying so much about what other people think. Are you ready to hear business stories and learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and level up your business from awesome CEOs, entrepreneurs, and founders without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresh values your time and is ready to share with you the valuable info you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gretch from the I Am CEO Podcast, and I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Andrea Houston of Artitudes Design. Andrea, it's great to have you on the show. Thank you. I'm excited to be here, Gresh. Definitely super excited to have you on as well. And before we jumped in, I wanted to read a little bit more about Andrea so you can hear about all the awesome things that she's doing. And Andrea is the founder and CEO of Artitudes Design and has been in the tech industry for over 30 years. Her company, Artitudes Design, is a full-service creative services and exper experiential design firm that specializes in connecting messages to audience in a visually impactful way. Andrea is a respected business leader and an entrepreneur who is a sought after as a board member and keynote speaker. She passionately contributes to several nonprofit organizations and has been a prolific voice on women's and leadership topics in the workforce. In 2020, she started her own podcast, The Lead Like a Woman Show, focusing on empowering women leaders to empower others through topical discussions and interviews with female leaders. And she is, a, is passionate about helping to close the gender gap for women in business and watch out for her new book stronger on the other side andrew it's great to have you on the show all the awesome work you're doing are you ready to speak to the imco community i am ready thank you awesome well let's do it then so to kind of kick everything off i wanted to rewind the clock a little bit hear a little bit more on what i call your ceo story we'll let you get started with all the awesome work you're doing all right my ceo story so i was a reluctant ceo a reluctant entrepreneur. I had been working at an engineering firm for a number of years. I started honestly when I was 17 years old. Uh, by the time I was 24, I was running the creative services department and I had six people working in that team. Uh, one day, my manager called me and said, I need you to lay off your entire team. We've been purchased by a French company and they have a creative department that we'll be utilizing. So I was 24, 24. Never done anything like this. Uh, it was shocking because some of the people on that team were over twice my age and had a lot of experience. So I laid them all off. Uh, and the next day I came in and they laid me off and I never saw it coming. So just too young, too inexperienced. Two days later, my phone rang and this was back with real phone lines. There were no such thing as cell phones back then. Uh, my phone rang and the company said, hey, we made a mistake. We need you to come back and bring one of your team members so we can roll out the brand change for the parent company. And I literally said, I'll call you back, hung up the phone, drove myself to the state capital in Washington and got a business license. The next day I called them back and I said, yep, I'll come back and I will bring Sandy and you will pay us through my new company. And that's how we started. Awesome. Good for you. I, I definitely appreciate that. And I, I feel like as somebody who's been laid off, even if you see it coming, it still hurts just as hard. And I love that you took that moment. It sounds like I don't want to put words in your mouth, but to empower yourself and create that business and, and give yourself that opportunity to be able to grow and scale from there. Yep. And I borrowed $5,000 from my grandmother at the time so I could buy myself a Mac computer and the full setup. Back then they were super expensive uh, and some business cards. 
So from yeah. there, the rest is history. There you go. The seed was planted <laughs> and, and you took off from there. So I wanted to, to hear a little bit more on what you took off to and how you work with your clients and how you serve them. So, you know, a lot of the people in that layoff went to this little tiny software company in Redmond called Microsoft. Mm-hmm. It was tiny. Yeah, and in that, it. yeah, you think so? Maybe. <laughs> in that process, my phone started ringing because people said, hey, we know you have a business now. We need help with this. We need help with this. So my very first project for Microsoft was Flight Simulator 95, where I came in and did all the documentation and the layout of the the product book and some of the other stuff that went with it. And we just grew from there. So it took me about 10 years as a sole proprietor and I was hiring contractors. So I was a contractor hiring contractors. And I had one particular freelancer who uh, named me as his employer, despite the fact that it was 1099 and I couldn't be an employer. I was a sole proprietor. Well, the IRS came after me because the burden of proof was on me. Uh, and he was wanted for child support in two states. So they tried to garnish his wages, but he didn't have any wages because he was a 1099 employee. So I ended up paying between fees and fines over $40,000 wow. uh, because it was at the time where the IRS was cracking down on some of the bigger companies and saying, if these people are not employees, you have to prove it. And I had given software and computers to all my 1099s. And so I was labeled as an employer, even though I wasn't and had to pay fees and fines. And so I then incorporated on the advice of a very good lawyer and started hiring employees. And we doubled the first year. uh, We tripled the next year. It was super fast moving. And then we really honed the tip of our spear to be a creative services firm focusing on anything on the screen behind a speaker, be it one-on-one or one on 50,000. So it's it's been a ride, but we work with uh, Fortune 500 companies, Microsoft, Expedia, Tableau, Cisco, TikTok, and also some mid-market fund companies like St. Michelle Wine Estates is one of my favorites. Nice. I definitely appreciate you, uh, you know, for sharing that. And I think so many times we don't hear about all the parts of running a business. We hear about the really high highs, but we don't hear about the not so high highs or that we kind of go through. But I think um, hearing that kind of reminds us of how important it is to still kind of keep going and that you've been able to still, you know, achieve that success. And we all kind of have those bumps and rows along that process. Yeah, we really do. And we have to realize they're not forever. So I have this theory, I call it failing forward. I'm going to fail, but I'm going to fail forward. So instead of falling down the stairs, my goal is to fall up the stairs. Mm -hmm. So I just learned something and I move on and it makes me stronger, better, more creative and really better at running a business and connecting with people. Yeah. And, and I think so many times we don't realize that by failing forward, we're using somewhat the time, same time and same energy we would have if we were wallowing in the mistake that we made. And we don't realize that that time is not going to change, but we can change our reaction. We can change how we look at those things. So I love that. Exactly. And that is the whole theme of my book is I can't change what happens to me. I can only really control uh, how I react and how I move forward from there. And it's really about not being in a victim mentality because I I will tell you my very first employee stole from me. Mm -hmm. My second business operations manager or office manager threw a chair at a freelancer and I was hit with a lawsuit. I mean, there's so many lessons I have learned on how to run a business by 
by learning how not to run a business, frankly. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But you get to learn those lessons. And I, I love, you know, that you put that and, and share that, you know, in the book. And that's the theme of the book, because I think so many times we don't realize that a lot of people reach success, not by doing it all themselves and going at it alone, but by learning from others. So I, I appreciate you so much in, in putting that in your book and being able to kind of impart those lessons onto us. Thanks, Crash. Awesome. 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 And I wanted to hear a little bit more about your show as well too, your podcast. Should you take us through a little bit more of what we can listen to there? Of course. I love my podcast. So this was a, frankly, a COVID project. Um, I had been wanting to run a podcast or at least start one for about three years. And I went away to this leadership Academy last March. Uh, I'm a member of EO entrepreneurs organization. And so I was with our, uh, the leadership Academy in Hawaii the week before the world shut down. And I got together with this group of really supportive women. And we were all talking about things we wanted to do and be. And, and I said, well, I've been wanting to run a podcast, but it's overwhelming because I don't want to do the editing. I don't, I don't want to do all that crap. I just want to interview really. And I was referred to a company that runs podcasts. And within two weeks I had hired them. And within five weeks I had my first four episodes up. Mm-hmm. So I have the honor and the privilege of interviewing these incredible women somewhere in their careers, doesn't matter where, but they are focused on empowering other people. And so we're, we're learning from each other in such a way that makes the conversation completely relevant to everybody, uh, but also brings strength. So I love these women that I interview because a lot of them have been through crap. A lot of them, in fact, most women as a general rule have been through crap if they're in a career and if they're in, in business in particular, whether they run a business, own a business, or if they're, you know, part of a big, big machine. Uh, And so it's really fascinating to learn from their lessons. And I end every podcast with the same question. Um, You'll have to listen to hear what it is, but we really get to the core of what somebody's incredible inner power is. It's so fun. I love it. Yeah, absolutely. And I appreciate you for sharing, you know, so much of that, that gift and that ability to interview and hear those stories, because I'm a big believer. And a lot of times when we're going through frustrating moments, we feel like we're by ourselves, we feel that there's no light at the end of the tunnel. But by hearing those stories and knowing that I feel like, as you said, so well, that empowers, you know, everybody to be able to, to kind of lean into that and continue to keep going. I think so too. It's been a really big gift for me to speak to all these women. I learn something every time I talk to someone new. Yeah, absolutely. So you mentioned the word inner power. So I was going to ask you for what I call your secret sauce. And this could be for you personally or your business or a combination of both. But what do you feel kind of sets you apart and makes you unique and is maybe your inner power? So my inner power, my secret sauce is really optimism. And I know that sounds a little bit Miss Mary Sunshine, but I can always see the silver lining in the cloud. And, you know, it's because I've been through so much crap in my own life. And my book really highlights some of my stories. But just so you know, I was in a coma for 17 days. I almost didn't make it through. In fact, my husband was told to say goodbye three times. The house that is behind me on the screen burned down. And I was there with my kids and had to get them out of a burning house. And so there's other stories in there too, but it really is a story of resilience. And what I have learned through the years is that because I have that ability to see the positive side and I've been honing that muscle a lot, I am able to help other people see the positive in things too. And so it it really is a secret sauce. 
would you consider that to be what I would like to call your your CEO hack, which can be like an app, a book, or a habit that you have, but something that makes you more effective and efficient? Is that that book in practice that allows you to do that? Absolutely. So I do something called the 10, 10, 10 in the morning. So I do 10 minutes of positive reading and I just look online. There's a goodnews.com is one of my favorites, but I try to find something positive to read every day for 10 minutes. I do 10 minutes of journaling. And what that means is free form. I can write anything I want. I can look at something and start from there. Uh, and then I do my journal or not my journaling, sorry, but my uh, gratitudes for 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. And what it does is it gives me this mind frame of both positivity, but abundance. So I had a business coach say to me one time, come at everything from a position of abundance and you will always have enough. Mm -hmm. So on my computer screen, on my mirror, I have a little sticky note that says abundance. And it reminds me that sometimes when I feel like I'm in need, that I realize I have plenty. I have enough to keep moving. I want to ask you now for what I call a CEO nugget. So this could be a word of wisdom or piece of advice. It might be something you would tell a client, or if you hopped into a time machine, you might tell your younger business self. <laughs> that's funny. Cause there's a lot of things I would tell my youngest business self, uh, <laughs> but that's the one I would focus on really for me is I would tell myself to stop worrying so much about what other people think especially in business, because as a woman who was born in the seventies, I'm a little old, but as a woman who was born in the seventies, I really, really was born into a world of men. And I was, the business world was men as well. So I have never felt like I was enough. So in order to say to myself, maybe 30 years ago, when I was first starting out, I would say something like, you need to stop worrying as much about what other people think and listen to your inner voice because it mm -hmm. will not steer you wrong. Well, Andrew, I truly appreciate that. And now I wanted to ask you my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. And we're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on the show. So Andrew, what does being a CEO mean to you? Oh, wow. That's a really good question, Grash. So really for me, being a CEO means help steering the ship. I believe that all boats rise with the incoming tide. And that means everybody. So my job as a CEO is to lead from behind. Uh, I love the concept of servant leadership. And really, I try very hard to serve my people so they can be the best, do the best, and give the best that they absolutely can. So I'm a cheerleader. I'm a cheerleader and I'm a strategist but I'm not somebody who's bossy and I'm not a micromanager. So really my goal is to lead from behind and make sure that all boats are rising. Andrew, truly appreciate that definition. And I appreciate your time even more. What I wanted to do is just pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional that you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best they can get a hold of you, get a copy of the book, subscribe to the podcast and find out about all the awesome things that you're working on. Awesome. Thanks, Crash. I'm so excited to be here today. Uh, so you can follow me at leadlikeawoman.biz. And Lead Like a Woman is on all the channels. We're on Google Play, we're on Stitcher and TuneIn and Apple and Amazon. So anywhere at all that you can find good podcasts, that's where we are. Uh, the other thing is Stronger on the Other Side. It's my new book uh, and it just got published two and a half weeks ago on my 50th birthday. So I'm super excited about it and what's coming next, but you can find Stronger on the Other Side, The Power to Choose on amazon.com, uh, or you can go to my website at andreahouston.com and it's Andrea, H-E-U-S-T-O-N. Uh, finally, my business is Artitudes Design and our website is artitudes.com. So that's A-R-T-I-T-U-D-E-S. Uh, thanks, Grash. I'm super excited to be here and I'm, I'm really happy to be interviewed on your show. I've been really looking forward to this. 
Yeah, definitely. I appreciate you for taking some time out. We will have the links and information in the show notes. Happy belated 50th birthday as well, too. <laughs> I love that you've been able to kind of publish that book and, and give out all this awesomeness, you know, around your birthday. So that's something that's very exciting. And, and again, a, such a great reminder of the work that you do and the permission that we have to kind of be ourselves and lean into that. So thank you so much for all you stand for. And of course, the time you took today. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. IMCEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Don't forget to schedule your complimentary digital marketing consultation at blue16media.com. This has been the IMCEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.